You are listening to For the Love of God Pod. For the Love of God Welcome to For the Love of God Podcast, a show for Christians that keep it real. Whether you're new to Christianity, a seasoned Christian, or dipping your toes in the baptismal water, this show is for you. Join us and strengthen your Christian walk. Play games and discover new music. This ain't your mama's Christian podcast. For the love of God! Yes, another week. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in to For the Love of God podcast. This is Jason, and I'm here with Rick and Nathan. Gentlemen, another week. Here we go. Another week. We're coming up on the new year. Yes, we are. It's crazy. Has it been a week? It's been a week. Wow. And uh, It goes by so quick. It does. (laughs) Time flies when you're having fun. (laughs) That it does. That's what I hear. That it does. And so, speaking of the new year, today's topic is going to be about... New year, new you. New year resolution. Ooh. And... um, (laughs) So we'll talk about that. Um, whether we should make one, is it biblical, blah, 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 blah. Rick, you came up with that idea, and you will take the reins on that when we get to it. But first, the news. So, as is often the case, the news is a matter of perspective this week. So, I could come at you and tell you that the news I'm about to share is extremely depressing, but on the other hand, it's also extremely exciting. How could that possibly be the case? Well, the Bible tells us and teaches us that uh, as as the end times near, that there is going to be a growing amount of persecution um, against the church, and there's going to be a great falling away. And today's news is all about that falling away. So I'll give you an example. Back in August, Harvard named Greg Epstein, an atheist, to serve as its chaplain. If you know anything about Harvard history, that's that's like super cringe. Epstein, dis- he described his unusual appointment as a sign of the times. He said that there is a rising group of people who no longer identify with any religious tradition. And you know what? He's right. So secularism is continuing to gain ground on religion. According to the Pew Research Center, we are now to the point where three in 10 U.S. adults are now religiously unaffiliated. Hmm. Okay. So this is, uh, uh, this, well, number one, there's a lot of fertile ground out there. So if you're a Christian, you need to start talking to people. But the other side of that is you have to compare it to the past to really understand just how significant this is. Whereas Christians still outnumber everybody else, we used to outnumber them five to one. Now it's down to about three to one. So you have to look at the period of time that's over and you can determine the velocity of the downfall and it's accelerating. There appears to be that great falling away that the Bible promised us would come. Mm -hmm. And I could talk about a whole bunch of other things that would align with that idea and that topic and that teaching. But uh, if you're excited for the return of Christ, this is actually pretty interesting news. Pretty, pretty uplifting. If you're worried about the loved ones that are lost, this is a little scary. Yeah. So it is a matter of perspective here, but It is important to point out a couple things. So there are some churches that are growing. 
Um, oddly enough, Catholicism is not growing, but it's not shrinking either. It's still maintaining the same percentage of, of the market it always has. But the churches that are the least conservative are the ones that are falling. Mm-hmm. All right. It's almost as if there's a sifting going on. You said the least conservative are That's the ones correct. that are fall dropping. That's correct. So that that kind of makes sense because if does. you're if you're getting away from the word, then you're getting away from seeing God in action, and you're just going to lose heart. Yeah. That's fall off the map. So makes sense. Evangelical Protestantism is doing better than non-evangelical Protestantism, according to the Pew Research Center. But both are declining. So that there, it's it's mm. not all good news, right? Right. But it is important to note that as those who are interested more and more in Christ, they're going to be drawn toward teaching that is more and more centered on the Bible. Right. And you can kind of see exactly what happens here um, with some of the examples that the media loves to to shell out there. Like for instance, it says here. Kevin Bowling, who grew up in a military family and served as a Roman Catholic altar boy. In college, he began to question the church's role and grew dismayed about his possession on his position on sexuality after he came out as gay. Now, it would never occur to these reporters that Christianity's decline is due to an embrace of modern culture, not a rejection of it. The, secular, the secularization of religion itself has made it less compelling. The more, the more that the, the church is like the world, the less compelling it is. It's supposed to be salt and light. We see that in the Bible. So find yourself a church that is leaning into the Bible's teaching and trying to take you deeper. Not one that's like, hey, we can be more friendly with the world and we can, we're more than willing to compromise on X, Y, and Z. Find the people who don't compromise. And four. Amen. Good story. Great story. Compelling and rich. (laughs) All right. So, uh, suppose. Who was that guy? (laughs) He just shows up at our podcast. I don't really know where he is. (laughs) All right. It's time for game. kind of feel like an Oompa Loompa with that music. <laughs> I like it though. Oompa Loompa Oompa Dee Doo. Something anyway, like that. So, all right, let's spin the wheel, see what's up. Uh, no, I don't have clicker. Sound effect. Spinny, spinny. Clickety click. <laughs> that is the most awful sounding wheel I've ever heard. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And the winner is multiple choice. Multiple choice. Multiple and I choice. think this is now, I think we're down to you and Nate this time. Oh, we? yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. I won last time, so shouldn't I'm very excited to it be the two of you. Well, it doesn't no, work that I way. think we've, we've been kind of going around the circle. So, okay. uh, yeah. Oh, we, we never played Missing Word. Missing Word? What is that about? I don't know. I have no clue. Here's a sample. Okay. When Elijah called Elisha, Elisha, when Elijah called Elisha, Elijah, Elisha, yeah, whatever, the latter burned the yoke to blank. Oh, I know why we never done this because you got to like fill in the blank and figure it out. There's three words, a four letter word, a three letter word, and a four letter word. No, that's why we haven't done it. All right. right, Where's the, where's the, 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 what are we doing? We're doing multiple choice. Multiple choice. All right. Here you go. All right. All right. You boys ready? Yep. All right. Let's do this. All right. So, uh, Jason, you're first. When Adam's, I'm sorry, when Abraham's servant went to get a wife for Isaac, how many camels did he take for the journey? 10, 12, 
20 or 22. Oh, my goodness. Abraham's servant. That's goes, rough. Goes. That's rough. Get away for Isaac. How many camels? I guess. 10, 12, 20, 22. I'm going to go with uh, 12. All right. 12 it is. And that is, of course, not the answer. It says the servant took 10 camels of his master's, uh, 10 camels of his master's camels and departed. Sorry about that. All right. Moving on. Let's see. I just got to figure out how to go to the next one. There we go. All right. Nathan, which book has the fewest verses? Second John, Third John, Philemon, or Jude? The book of what men know about women. <laughs> that is not one of the options because it is not in the Bible. Oh my, oh, my goodness. Which book has the fewest verses? Second John, Third John, Philemon, or Jude? Jude. Jude is not correct. Second oh. John has only one chapter wrong. with 13 verses. So it's zero to zero. Hey, Jude. <laughs> Back hey, to you. Jude. Back to you, Sir Jason. Israel lived in Egypt blank years. 30 years? 40 years? 430 years? 440 years? What's with these questions? It's because it's because Rick is in, in charge of the asking them this week. <laughs> I'm going to go I with C. I don't know where the C, which is 430? I guess. Okay. That is correct. Woo! Now the time that the children of Israel real ah, children Children of Israel lived in Egypt was 430 years, Exodus 1240. Back to you, Nathan. What is the sign of the covenant that God made with Noah and every living creature? Cloud, rainbow, thunder, or whirlwind? Rainbow. That, of course, is correct. He said a rainbow in the cloud, Genesis 9, 11 through 17. As a covenant between me and the earth. All right. Uh, back to you. So we got, what are we here? Two to, two. Uh, one to two. One to one. One to one. You missed one. Okay. One I to one. we both missed Good. one. We both All missed right. one. Y'all have to keep track of these. Apparently I can't read and keep track at the same time. All right. Back to you, Jason. Moses led Israel onward from the Red Sea and they went out into the wilderness of Shur and they went three days in the wilderness and found blank. Manna, no water, an oasis, or a mountain? No water. That is correct. Exodus fifteen twenty two. He led them on onward from the Red Sea. And, of course, after three days in the wilderness, they found no water. All right. So we got two to one now. Two to one. All right. Nathan, who was the firstborn of David? Amnon, Absalom, Solomon, or Chilib? Chilib? Ch- I don't even know what that is. Chil- Absalom. Okay. Let's just try not to pronounce. No, that is not correct. 2 Samuel 3.2 says sons were born to David in Hebron. The firstborn was Amnon. 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 All right. Last question. Which psalm is the longest? Psalm 78, 89, 119, or 150? What was the first one? 78. 78, 89, 119, or 150? 150 is the last one. It's not the longest. Um, I'm going to go with 119. That is correct. Somebody once told me. (laughs) (laughs) And last for you, Joseph put something in a sack of Benjamin's donkey when Jacob's sons returned from Egypt the second time. What was it? A cup, a scepter, a bowl, or a crown? The cup. That, of course, is correct. Genesis 44-2. I still think you won. 3-2. 3-2. Good job, Jason. Thank you. I didn't even win and I get the song. Interesting. Two weeks in a row now. I think Jason is actually taking credit for being white and nerdy now. I mean, if you win, you're white and nerdy. There you go. Okay. Everybody's white and nerdy if they win. All right.
Not there just you, go. you. You just happened to win last time, last All week. Right. Work with that. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Time for the topic. Uh, the New Year's resolution. Rick, take it away. New Year's resolution. So, you know, I've heard a lot of arguments over the last many years of ministry, pro and con of New Year's resolutions. Um, you know, this is the time of year when a lot of us are thinking, you know, maybe it's a good time to make a change in my life. Maybe do things a little different. And, you know, I've heard these arguments for years. I, I've heard many uh, Christians say that New Year's resolutions are not biblical. They're not called out by the Bible. Therefore, they don't want a part of them. They usually fail. Um, in fact, I've even heard some extremists say, uh, based on you know, James is teaching that uh, says that, you know, uh, 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 some men say they're going to go to this or that city. They're going to live there for so many years. They're going to do business. They're going to make money. And then James comes back and says, hey, you know, you guys are being a little presumptuous, aren't you? You don't even know if you're going to live tomorrow. You don't know what the day holds. You know, your life is like a morning fog. And of course, they use this as an argument to not do any planning. Well, let's just, you know, go day by day. And Jesus does say, each problem has enough you know, worries for the day and that we should take one day at a time. So, you know, they kind of take those verses and say, hey, we shouldn't do any resolutions. We shouldn't do no planning at all. Um, and then, of course, I've heard uh, the other flip side saying, you know, hey, any day is a good day to make a resolution to change. Um, Absolutely. I've even yeah. heard uh, some people argue that resolutions are like oaths and Jesus talks against them. You know, let your yes be yes, you know, be owed no, just do it kind of thing. Um, again, taken highly out of context. So I thought it'd be interesting to just talk about this today because we are approaching the new year. And hey, if this is a good opportunity, I think we ought to seize it in light of the fact the Bible says make the most of every opportunities, especially in these evil days, right? Mm-hmm. Um, don't act thoughtlessly, but try to you know understand what the Lord wants you to do. So I thought it'd be a good t- uh, opportunity to discuss this. And so I'm going to kind of, I guess I'll throw it out there before we really, you know, I've, I've kind of laid out the argument now. Um, you guys you're have tell uh, us initial your, thoughts? You're, you're going to tell us next what your resolutions are, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can. Well, we can drag this podcast out for a while. But. I, for one, have never made a resolution. Really? Yeah, never. I have uh, skipped years and I've done it. Uh, you know, I've done some, some years. I've been successful with some of those years and I've not been successful. So I, I think that's humanity. A few years ago, I gave, I, I had resolved to give up resolutions yeah <laughs> I, you know i made up i this may have this podcast is going nowhere <laughs> i i may have i may have that i forgot about but that's exactly why i don't do them because i'm a very forgetful person and by february i have no idea what i did so <laughs> right i'm like you know basically he's like this i used to i've changed mm-hmm. i used to never follow through with anything uh I've changed. Now I follow through with everything. Um, and why? I just made a decision that I think I have experienced some folks that I counted on that dropped the ball, didn't follow through. Uh. And I looked at it a different way. I was like, you know what? I am not going to be that person. I'm, when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Now, is this, this, is this after or before you were saved? Before. Before. Okay. And uh, if, if, if I have a project... I'm going to see it through the end. Gotcha. Um, because it is so many times in my life that I've said, you know what, I'm going to, I want to do this. And either I even, 
I never even started. I started it and didn't finish. Like, I can remember a time, it was probably, I don't know, 15 years ago. I just got out of photography school, and which I didn't graduate from. <laughs> <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> I, I just I just decided that I was done with photography school. That's Jason setting the backstory right there. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> so you know where I'm coming from, right? And I said, I'm going to start a modeling agency. Interesting. Right? So I got all the paperwork designed. I designed all the paperwork, the contracts, um, all the logging information, the whole nine yards, put it in a folder, gave it a name, put it in my file cabinet, never looked at it again. Never happened. Mm. I've started so, I've had so many business ideas that I've done the legwork for and then stopped. Gotcha. Never took it to that next level. I started a photography business. Uh, now this, this, I actually kind of did it for several years, but I never gave it a hundred percent. I never gave it everything I had to make it a viable, awarding, growing business that I can live on right. and call myself. That's what I do. This is right. it. I always had to have something else on the side because it just wasn't enough. And I never tried hard enough to make it just a sole thing. So, gotcha. so I stopped that too because, because okay. I wasn't going anywhere because I wasn't taking anywhere. Right. So you're talking about follow through here. So, you right. know, so with that in mind, uh, with that you in know, mind, so are you why have a resolution? I'm not going to follow through with okay so you're not necessarily so, so you're so you're you're really just not you're kind of not pro resolution right correct okay how about you nate in what specific way i just in general i just what do you what is your general stance do you make news resolutions do you think they're a good idea well, I don't see the harm in somebody trying to improve themselves because that is a biblical thing that we're supposed to be constantly getting better. Right. I don't necessarily think you need to wait to the first of the year to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but I've struggled with the same thing that Jason kind of mentioned where you'd start something like, for instance, read the Bible in a year. Now, I don't necessarily just completely drop it, but I might get through 90 days in a period of six months. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. So I can, there's a lot of start and stops. Um, mm -hmm. But you can take a look at the the workout facilities right around this time of year. And you can see just how often this happens for humanity as a whole. We tend to, to have these great ideas. We just don't follow through. Right. Right. And I think there's some reasons behind that. And, uh, you know, maybe we can get into that now. The, the fact is, is there's nothing biblical or non-biblical about New Year's resolutions. In fact, I, I really have always thought it this way. New Year's is just kind of like, you know, God gives us this, this almost like a reset, you know, it's kind of mental reset. You know, we We've kind of lived this year. We've gone through January, February, March, April, May, and we've gotten all the way to December and now flip, it changes, you know, we're back to January. No real difference between December 31st and January 1st, but it is kind of a, uh, it gives us kind of a mental trigger to say, hey, how have I been living? And the Bible does talk about self-evaluation. In fact, I think we do it far too li little. Um, and in fact, really, we know that the Bible wants us to change. We, we know that. Jesus loves you just the way you are, will never love you more or less than he does at this very moment, but he loves us all way too much to let us continue the way we are. And that is the process of sanctification. He wants to take us closer and closer to who he is, to build in us his character, um, to build, to take us to spiritual maturity. And I think any opportunity to stop and evaluate ourselves is a good opportunity. Quite honestly, I believe every Sunday 
<laughs> you know, during a service is a great opportunity. I think once a week, I want to reevaluate how things are going. I don't want to wait for the end of the year. Well, to be honest, since I became a Christian and 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 and, and, and I'm on this walk, it's a daily evaluation. Even better. Um, <laughs> Even better. Right. I mean, I was like, okay, if I if I slipped here in this area tomorrow, I'm not. Yeah, and you really hit the nail on the head because Jesus said that we need to pick up our cross daily. Daily. Every night we have a natural reset. It's a new day, right? Mm-hmm. And so and so really every day we should evaluate, hey, how did I do yesterday? We're going to sort of micromanage on a day-to-day basis, but I think that the new year is kind of a cool opportunity to kind of stop and look at the whole. You know, look at everything that's gone on and, and kind of consider how did that year go because we could kind of blind it you ever hear the you know expression i can't see the forest for the trees it, it's kind of that way on a day-to-day basis we're emotionally close to a lot of things and sometimes we need to just kind of back off from everything and just take a, a, a get a global perspective of our life and look hey are there things that i can improve mm-hmm. and i think the reason and I, so i think new year's is a great time to do that not that we want to wait if God, you know, if God calls us to repentance on something and wants us to change, and of course, repentance means not just saying you're sorry, not just asking for forgiveness, but saying, look, your way is right. The way I've been living is wrong and doing a 360 and, and going the way God would have us to go. That should happen whenever we feel called into repentance. But I think it is wise every once in a while in the new year is a great time to do it to just stop and say, how are things going, God? And I think, you know, the key is to get God involved. I mean, we can make all, and we tend to make silly ones, you know, we, we, I've heard, you know, what is the most chocolate? Yeah. What is the most common, uh, what is the most common news resolution to lose weight and to get in better shape? Now, you know, to put it in perspective, yes, that is a good thing, but I think it's first Timothy. Um, and I can't remember the chapter, but, uh, basically we're told Paul says physical exercise is, you know, does some good. In other words, he's saying this is not bad. I mean, we're running around in these rental bodies, right? That we're in for, you know, about a hundred or so years or, you know, whatever God blesses us with this side of eternity. And so if we take better care of them, we'll be more effective. If we get overweight, we're going to be lethargic. If we're not in good shape, we're not going to want to, you know, do sacrificial things that require us to be in better shape. So yeah, it has some value, but he said physical fitness, though it has some value, spiritual fitness has amazing value and it will benefit you in this life and in the next. So I think it's really important to stop and, you know, really think through that verse that that I just quoted earlier, the fact that that the Bible tells us we should not just act thoughtlessly. And we can do that at New Year's too. We can look at our life and say, ah, you know, I should probably make some resolutions. Ah, I think I'm going to eat less chocolate. I'm going to be, I'm going to exercise more. And then we just, we're not really sold on them. We just do it because we think that's, you know, what the world does. So we'll do it. And we're not really committed to them. And of course, they fall the way of the dodo bird. What if we, instead of just acting thoughtlessly, what if we try to really find out what does the Lord want me to do? You know, stop 
and, and think, how has my life gone? What is it that needs to change? And then not just think about it and meditate on it, but include God in this, this kind of discussion. Pray about it. Meditate. Allow God to speak. And then make a goal. Now, you know, are goals evil? Are goals wrong? No, I don't think they are. Um, you know, James does talk about being presumptuous, making these grandiose goals. But notice in James, it says, you know, these, these guys say, I'm going to go to this or that city. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Notice they never stop to say, God, is this what you want me to do? They just make the choice. They just decide, hey, I'm going to do this. And they go, I think it's much more wise to stop and say, God, what do you want? What would you like me to do this year? What, what, what could I do that would significantly change my life, my family life, my work life, whatever, and really prayerfully consider those things. And then once we have ideas, really think them through and and understand the value. Because I think a lot of times we blow them off because we don't really see value. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I'm going to read the Bible through in a year. Eh, you know, is it really going to help me? I mean, you know, knowing a little bit about, and we're not really committed to it, so we don't do it. I think stopping to really understand the importance of why we're, you know, even why why God would even want us to do it. And then come up with a plan, you know, make a plan. I mean, if you say, I'm going to read the Bible, for example, uh, I was just listening to a, another podcast earlier today. They were talking about New Year's resolutions. And uh, this was a pastor. And he said, you know, I, I many times I've said, I want to read more of the Bible. And then I don't do it. I don't do it. He said, finally, one year, I realized, you know, I never make a plan. And he said, until you say, okay, I'm going to read the Bible through in a year and I'm going to do it every day at this time for this long. And you kind of get it, you know, start that um, uh, habit until you do that. He said, it's probably never going to happen. And he said, so he got a plan and he said, now he still had some failures, but he stuck to the plan. He would catch back up and he did get through the Bible in a year. (laughs) You know, I was looking at, um, Bibles that are designed to read in a year and they, they lay it, they, they lay it out in sections of days like this day you read this and this day you read that, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of going off topic a little bit, I suppose, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm We've same, been known to do this from time to time. So, <laughs> well, I'm in the same boat with Nathan. I mean, last year, January first, I suppose it was kind of a New Year's resolution. I don't know. I didn't say it was, but I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Read the Bible in a year app okay. on, on the on the Bible U verse U whatever it is the called. U version. Yeah, that. <laughs> um, and so I started it, and okay. I got about 18 weeks into it and stopped. Um, <laughs> and I'm like. Well, I, then I caught, I kind of caught up and then slipped again. Having said that, I was still reading the Bible, but I wasn't reading them, their flow, which I didn't care for much. The one I picked because they, they read a verse from here and a verse from that book and a verse from this book. And, the, and then they had this big, long, drawn out story. So maybe your plan wasn't, it wasn't a good plan. plan. It's like, I'm not getting anything from that. Right. I want to read like page one of this book to the last page of that book and then go to the next book. And there's plenty of this like literally a, you know, start to finish. I'll be honest. I, I can with do you. that on I'll, my own. I'll be honest with you. I've picked a couple of those plans like you've picked where yeah. it picks, you know, you read like part of a chapter and I hate that. Right. It's like, <laughs> I want to keep going, keep going. What's right. next? What happens next? Um, I, I mean, I've, I, here, here's my thing. I've read the Bible. I want to read specific. I want to soak into, I want to look at a verse and just soak it up. Just kind of understand it and just really just meditate on it. Well, see now there, here's an, here's an interesting point. See, if that's what you believe God is calling you to do, your, your new year's resolution may not be to read the Bible through a year. It might be 
to spend more time every day meditating on Scripture. Right. You know, and that might be what God wants you to do, but I think that's very personal and specific. Right. Um, But, you know, face it, every one of us need to change. Every one of us are doing things that we shouldn't do. And and here's what we do. In fact, I was, it's funny. I was just talking to my boss um, uh, and I'm not talking about Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not talking about my uh, pastorly position. I'm talking about, um, you know, my managerial position in the autism center. And we were talking about one of our centers and what we need to do. And, uh, and she was talking about how, you know, she's been kind of running on faith. And I said, faith is great and we need it. But at the same token, having faith does not necessarily mean we keep moving forward doing the same thing we've always done. Because if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll keep getting what you've always gotten. And God doesn't want us to do that. And so that's why I believe, you know, every one of us, in fact, the three of us here sitting in the studio, every, all of us are caught in some traps where we are doing the same thing month after month, year after year, and we're not growing as a result of it. What if we just use this natural reset to say, God, what can I do different this year that will change me and make me more like Christ? Now, there are a lot of things that could be, and God will certainly tailor that plan for some people, it might be to be more consistent uh, going to church. For others, it might be reading more of the word. For others, it might be praying more. Um, for some, it really might be getting their body in shape. Because face it, when you are, if you're overweight, if you are physically unhealthy, it, it can drag you down and it makes the simplest tasks in life become very irrita- irritating. And then we don't make the sacrifices that God wants. So I think it, it could be tailored or it's going to be tailored. God knows specifically what we need. But go to him. Now, I will tell you that statistically, uh, and I have heard this many times, for people that truly make a commitment to grow spiritually, the number one thing they can do appears to be more of the word, one way or the other. Yes. That is the number one thing. However, that is not to dismiss all these other things. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends on the perspective. Um, My perspective is I, since July of 2020, have changed so much, (laughs) so drastically drastically that if I do any more changing, I might need to go get a facelift and <laughs> completely just be a different person. Um, cause I'm completely different on the inside. Um, however, having said that, I think maybe this year I will make a resolution. There's days that go by where I don't get into the book. Mm. Um, and I don't want a day to go by where I don't at least read something in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, those, uh, I say that, but there's still days where I'll, I'll pick up, I'll look at my Instagram account and I only have Christian, I only follow Christians that so post you scriptures. Get, <laughs> right. I, I still get scripture daily right? and my Bible app will pop up today's, today's the daily scripture. Um, so yeah, I am getting scripture on a daily basis in some form, but I want, I want to pick up my Bible. I want to fill the pages. I want to smell it, you know, and just really get into it on an everyday thing. Right. Uh, So I have to, I have to make a conscious effort to pick up my Bible every day, whether I'm getting scripture from other places or not. Now, since Nathan asked me if I would expose, I will expose one of my New Year's resolutions as I have been (laughs) praying about this for a few weeks now, because I try to use this again. It's just a natural reset. It's not that I don't do it during the year, but hey, we're approaching New Year, kind of new, kind of a time just to stop. And plus, during the holiday season, we tend to slow down a little bit. You know, work even is less stressful sometimes. People take vacations and whatnot. I don't, but you know, uh, it just kind of slow. So I, I just... Just take some time to really think through where I'm at life. And I've been praying about it, and I, I see that in my 
daily routine and and even weekly routine, I'm just not connecting with God enough. I'm not spending enough one-on-one time with him in prayer. And not just where you ramble and chatter and tell him all the wonderful things you want, but to stop and pause and shut down my phone and not be driving and not be doing anything so I can really focus on listening to his voice, Mm -hmm. which requires us, you know, to, to slow down and stop and get all the distractions out of the way. So, you know, so what I believe God is calling me to do is to discipline myself to get in that prayer closet, lock the door, all electronics and communication out and just be in his presence. You know, whether that means worshiping, listening, meditating on scripture, whatever. Uh, I'm not saying I wouldn't have my Bible there, but it wouldn't be for reading for distance. It would be like meditating on a verse so that God could speak to me through that scripture. Right. I wish I can get in my closet. (laughs) I can't even get a shirt in there. (laughs) Figuratively. uh, Right. Resolution this year. Create yourself a prayer closet. Oh yeah. Get a bigger closet. Well, you know, it doesn't have to be a prayer closet. Obviously you can, you can make a room. You can, you know, in fact, I heard, I can't, I never can think of this guy's name, but some, one of the famous, you know, pastors of, you know, our history, his wife, didn't they had bunches of kids and she just never she couldn't ever get away from them to have quiet time with God. So she, uh, this is back in the old days where you would have like a dress and then underneath that you would have a skirt and underneath that you'd have the, whatever you call those things underneath with the legs on them. What are they called? I don't remember. Anyway, she would take her dress and she would put it just the dress part over her head. And she taught her children that when mommy's dress is up over her head, leave me alone because (laughs) she's praying and hanging out with Jesus. So, you know, hey, whatever, whatever you got to do, man. Yeah. Whatever you got to do. If you got to wear a dress, Jason, I won't tell anybody. I'm not doing that. Okay. But if my, never mind. Um, <laughs> any final words on this before we move on, Nathan? Not really. Okay. So no new resolution for you this year. Well, I haven't really made any that are specific, but I am going to take Pastor Rick's thought to, to heart and I'm going to spend a little time praying about it and say, God, what do you want me to change? Amen. Amen. There you go. I okay. think that's wise. I I think it is too. I think we should always look to God for our guidance on a, on a daily. So, all right. Songs of the week. Okay. So are you, are you have your song yet, sir? Yeah. See, here's the thing. I feel I'm going to pull this week. What I like to refer to as a Jason. Oh, and I'm thinking that it is possible that you and I would have picked the same song, but maybe not. Um, I'm going to pull a Jason because this is a new song that we are actually introducing to the worship team this week. And uh, I, I've really been searching for songs that really speak where we need to be as a church. And this song just jumped out and smacked me in the face. Um, it's a song called Everything Must Go by Becca Joel. And the lyrics are amazing. Um, she starts out by saying, I can feel it in my bones like an es- excavation, digging through the depths of me for transformation. Oh, sounds like a New Year's song, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm empty and opened up. Lord, make a way. And I won't resist your love, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. 
speaks, Lord, set your grace free. Consume the rest of me. Restore in me the joy of your salvation. Reclaim my brokenness. Make beauty of this mess. Restore in me the joy of your salvation. Everything must go to clear out my soul. There's more that you want to do with me. More that you want to do with me. Everything must go to clear out my soul. Come, do what you want to do in me. Do what you want to do in me. Everything must go. It is an amazing song. A little bit poppy, a little, you know, but uh, it's it's good. It's good. So check it out. Everything must go. Becca Joel. Okay. Nathan? Honestly, there isn't really any music right now that's inspiring me. Hmm. I've been really struggling with this, hmm. but I'm not connecting with music, though, as much as I used to. A lot of my time, what I would normally be listening to music, I'm listening more to uh, like uh, some of the deeper podcasts related to Bible messaging. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. How about what, have you, what podcast have you been podcast listening to? Podcast of the week. You know, they do have those on Spotify, too. So yeah. I guess oh, they're you know, kind of, of, of in the same vein Absolutely. of music. Kinda. I guess my podcast of the week, uh, I would say, would be the For the Love of God. There you go. <laughs> I saw that coming. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw a shout out for the Crazy Love podcast. I've been getting into that recently. Yes, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. Study. My daughter got me on that uh, because I'm like a huge Francis Chan, you know, fan. I guess I you know I don't worship him or anything, but I of just course not. he's just an incredible. I, I just think he's honest. I think he's like for real. Yeah. And what he when he teaches, I feel like I truly get closer to God. I'm always inspired to do something to make a change in my life, and that's a good thing. And and uh, that podcast, uh, she shared with me like three or four of them so far, and they've just been truly amazing. So check that one out. That's my podcast of the week. <laughs> so I guess the one I would actually point to uh, beyond our own would probably be The Briefing with Albert Moeller. Okay. That's a, a news and Isn't he a dentist? No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I should have saw that one coming. Where's the button? You, I don't you have missed the, the I don't, button. Gee whiz. I don't, I don't, There's no button. I don't uh, have that button anymore. Oh, man. I cleaned up my buttons. Well, got, now for love. God podcast ain't going to be my number one anymore because I don't have the button. It should. <laughs> it should. It should be on there. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. So what, was, what, was, what does he do? What, what's the. So Albert, Albert Muller is like the, uh, the, the leader of a, the Southern, uh, the, as uh, one of the theological schools. Okay. And he does a, uh, a, a news and perspective from a Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so it's every day. I mm-hmm. listen to that. Interesting. Okay. I, I really um, enjoyed that one podcast too, that you sent out, uh, the, uh, what was it? Faith, faith versus culture. Yeah. That's a, that, that's pretty good. I, I've only heard the one, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, and I watched our, our guest Durbin, uh, Chris Durbin's show. I watched one of his, yeah. a couple of his episodes. It was, it was a lot of fun. I, I watched the one he did on E.T. <laughs> E.T.? Like Entertainment Tonight or no, no, Extraterrestrial? Remember he talked about... <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay. He does a Christian perspective on movies. On movies, it was, that's It right. was very good. Very he does a good job. Okay. Well, bringing it back to songs. Bringing it back music. to songs. My song this week is To Live is Christ by Sidewalk Prophets. That's an amazing song. It is. Uh, some of the lyrics here is, uh, If I rise, let me rise on you, not on all of my successes, my sting or my pursuits. If I lose, let me lose my life. Because if I, if I belong to Jesus, the flesh is crucified. For me to live is Christ. For me to live is Christ. To die is gain. 
Yeah, there's a lot of lyrics. So, well, we'll you might have that. the gift of prophecy because that's on my hit list for the next few weeks. So, <laughs> I don't. So you get to you'll get to play it. So it's kind of like a, instead of picking a song we're doing, you know, this week you, you you actually picked a song we're doing in another week or so. Yeah, but we've done it in the past. It's true, we have. So it's been a while. Final thoughts. Well, the thought of today uh, comes out of Romans chapter 12, verse 2, that simply, and I think this is a great way to end our discussion on New Year's resolutions, and that is, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You know, this this New Year's uh, celebration as we go into the new year, maybe one resolution that you can simply make is that I'm not going to just go by the traditions of the world anymore. You know, I'm not going to do what everybody says I need to do. I'm not going to own the things they say I need to own to make me happy. But instead, I'm going to try to let God change the way I think, because only then am I going to know how good and pleasing his will for me really is. So there's our final thought for you. All right. Awesome. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in, tuning in, tuning in. (laughs) Just had to do it. Um, Thanks so much. So uh, if you're going to make a resolution, hopefully it's to spend more time with the Lord. Um, and maybe stop eating so much chocolate. And if you make some cool ones, maybe they should uh, like put them on the you know don't they, can't they put those in the on the site? What can't they type that stuff in there? And Resolutions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be go on the site. Leave us a voicemail. What your resolution is going to be? With that, say good night, Rick. Good night, Rick. Good night, Nate. Good night, Nate. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>